Sophie. Hi, I'm Paul. And we are SP Film Viewers. You guys sick of Christmas films yet? Or are you thirsty for more? <laughs> We're thirsty for more, Paul. We've not even started. I know, I know. It's there to think of a quote to start the. Don't get me started. <laughs> well, this is a, a pretty good episode, I think, we've got lined up because we're not covering not one, but two films that hopefully a lot of people already, you know, have well, the favourites. I don't know where they've been all their lives. Or the, particularly the first one, more specifically, which is Home Alone and. I was going to be talking about Home Alone 2, Lost in New York. Exactly. Yeah. I'd just like to pre- preface that you already kind of did an episode on Home Alone 1 with Fiona from Film Floggers a while back. Yeah, I did. So definitely go check that out and see if I say the same things or contradict myself in this one. I highly doubt I will, because to hmm. be fair, I love Home Alone, so watching 1 and 2 is no different for me. I know you're, you have preferences and... Mm-hmm. They'll get into, yeah. Yeah, so it'll be interesting, especially as well. I think mine and Fiona's will have been a bit more vibey of how brilliant it is. So we'll see what you bring to mm. this, Paul. Okay, yeah. <laughs> I did listen back actually prior to recording to this, and um, yeah, it's like you both got good points on things. I think that you've you've touched on a lot of things that I hope obviously you probably bring into this as well, but on a different spin, I suppose. I'm sure it was a couple um, of years ago, so God knows yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> what no, I remember I say, oh, said. Actually, Sophie, you said this. Yeah. <laughs> like, I, don't remember, I? I don't remember it all, all, everything. But, yeah. To be fair, I don't remember half the stuff I say on this podcast. <laughs> <laughs> Same, sometimes. Yeah, did I say that really? Yeah. yeah. Um, so with this, it's kind of going to be a sort of jump around really angle to it. It's not going to be like, oh, beat for beat. It's kind of more of like a comparison between the two because... Truth be told, there are like kind of like similarities mm-hmm. between one and two, and it's kind of like, oh, which does it better, kind of thing. Or they both do it equally the same, Paul, <laughs> because without one, you wouldn't have two. Yeah, over there, a lot of people would say, well, you don't need two. No, you do. Well, I, I agree with that, but <laughs> <laughs> it's yeah. when you don't need three or four or <laughs> fifth or whatever other number it gets to, then that's when you don't mm-hmm. need it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, true. true. So where do you want to start with the the opening shot with the the house, which is pretty much the same in both films. It's like exact establishing shot of the McAllisters. Oh, houses. wouldn't you love to live in that house? I mean, well, I say that, and then I say, if I were on my own, no, I'd be absolutely petrified being home alone in that house because there's so many rooms that anyone, and as this film shows you, could enter your house, basically. Mm-hmm. And that bit scares me. And I think that's the thing that would put me off the house. But the actual grandeur of the, the house, the land they've got and how Christmassy it looks just with that shot with all the lights in mm-hmm. the windows yep. and all on the trees and the bushes and everything, it's, it's stunning. Yeah, just the, the fact that both of them have the the families rushing around because like that I do my head in a little bit. Like, oh, There's too, too many, many people. people. Even with a house that size, it's just... Oh. I feel like 
Christmas at that point, like we don't have that much of a big family. And still I get to a point where I'm like, I'm my social battery's drained, I'm, mm-hmm. I'm I'm done. Yeah. And the fact that I would be Kevin, I'd be getting really pissy with people, like, I just want a cheese pizza. Like that's not a lot to ask for. Like everyone else has ordered their pizza. I put my order in. Why is everyone stuffed my pizza? I'd be the same. I'd be getting sent up to the attic for being a little madam for not having my cheese pizza. I get his gripe, like, there's too many of you. And why is it always them having to host it? Because they've got such a big house, probably. Yeah, yeah, exactly. But at the same time, you've got the uncle who's... Uncle Frank, Frank, yeah. Who's a skinflint, like, don't put his hand in his pocket, he's tight ass. Never really generous or anything like that. He's a character you kind of love to hate, really. Yeah. Purposely, yeah. He does it so well. And you've got, obviously, the little brother of Kevin. Well, not brother, but actual... Blood relative, yeah. but actually in real life, yeah. Um, it's uh, Kieran Culkin, this is his brother, yeah, in real life. And he plays Fuller <laughs> in this. And he always pees the bed and drinks too much soda and everything. Mm-hmm. But And Kevin's like, I don't want to be with him, mm-hmm. and gets a bit stroppy when he's like having yeah. to spend and share his yeah. space, basically. Yeah. Which, I don't know if you've ever really twigged on this, the fact that I don't know how old... He's full as supposed to be, but if he's the youngest of like Frank and I forget the obviously his wife's name, it's like uh, you know like they've you know the even at like how maybe it's say like I don't know six years ago or something say that you know that Uncle Frank and thing of had a not baby boots since like, <laughs> uh, yeah. <laughs> like, really. This is meant to be a Christmas and, special, Paul. <laughs> I don't know. Yeah, I just couldn't. You know, I don't yeah. even feel like they're like age appropriate at that point. Like, I don't know. What do they you look mean? a lot older than they should do to have a six-year-old child. That's what I'm saying. Yeah. Yeah. You know, know, you just thought she yeah. maybe be going through the maybe, maybe. <laughs> yeah, maybe he just looks older than Uncle Frank looks older than he is. But I don't know. I think he must have just had clearly a hard life. <laughs> money, you look a lot younger. If you've got lots of money, you don't have the worry, so you look a lot younger. I feel. Perhaps, yeah. It's true. There's some truth in that. Yeah. So we always have the pizza guy knocking over the statue. That happens every time. Everyone just doesn't seem to see that statue. Like, if that were my house and it kept on getting knocked over, I'd be chucking it. I'd be getting so annoyed. It's like, how can you not see it? It even happens in normal on too, when the driver comes. Well, it's the same with, yeah, the airport pickup as well happens in that as well, yeah. It's like, I don't know. It's like, yeah, that joke's not... It wasn't funny the first time, really. I'd I'd have chucked it. Yeah. You did say, and let's just get into the nitty gritty now. Mm. Kevin was, is he nine? No, or eight years old. Eight years old in the film. Yeah. For Home Alone 1. Yeah. And then in Home Alone 2, which is meant to be a year on, he is somehow 10. Yeah. So he's aged, aged. twice in, in one year. <laughs> yeah, yeah, somehow he's, he's some kind of. And weird... I was like, oh, just don't ruin it, Paul, for me. Just stop it. Like. I... I just no, because I went back on when we were watching Home Alone Two. It's like I'm sure he said he was ten years old, but isn't this supposed to be a year on from? Because obviously, like mm. multiple times, like oh, you got your wish last year. Maybe it'll happen again. You know, what I so think it like, is is they've just said, "Oh, just say how old you are in that." And I'm wondering if it's taken two years for this film to be released out. Mm, yeah, and Kevin's just bless him. Little old Kevin said he is ten, so he said he's ten. Yeah, so they've just kept it in, but like, yeah, I don't know for consistency, like. Yeah. Only if you were watching them both like us and reviewing them would that be a matter. Like, it really, to me, it, it 
But I wonder, I wonder if anybody else has picked up on that, like watching this or not. So. I googled it, and in the script, he should be nine. So they haven't done it wrong. Yeah, yeah. He, I think if something's gone wrong when filming the actual yeah, script. Yeah. Yes, he should be nine yeah. years old. But yeah. however, for whatever reason, he says he's ten. Yeah, but I just meant if anybody else who's watched the film going, hang on a minute. Well, I've seen it on the internet because yeah, yeah. I googled it, and the people yeah. were saying mm-hmm. the same thing as you were. It's only certain types of people, Paul. <laughs> <laughs> so with this also, it's obviously like, there's always something like kerfuffle that goes on. Mm-hmm. That In the first film, it's he pushes buzz and he knocks over the, all the li- liquids on the, the countertop and that's how he gets his ticket lost. In the thing, because obviously like, for his check-in boarding pass, gets thrown in the bin with all the stuff accidentally. So that's how yeah. he's like, it's not getting counted at the airport. For that to happen, and I still don't know how you could forget your own son. I know you've got like four children or five in total, but still, yeah, you would assume your son were there, even if you don't have a ticket for him. Yeah, but you, you did. Where you, Kevin did was. you did say when you were talking with Fiona that, like, oh, why leave it to the one of the siblings to check? But also, to the boy was in the, he- the yeah, that yeah. annoying kid. Like, does this? How much gas does this get? <laughs> yeah. Is this yeah, a good mileage? And, and no, true, sort of stuff, but. but yeah, Still, it should be the ownership on the parents. parents. They should Cause know. Because she, she went, oh, she did say, did you check everybody? Yeah, everyone's counted for. So I still want to double check. Yeah. I, I like, Kevin, are you there? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Like, do a register yeah. or something. Especially right. in Home Loan too. Like, that should be, like, in the car. They should be going, right, have we? I don't well, know what they, they do. Yeah, they go. She, yeah. she goes this time, like, where's... Because she, she got physically got the passes this time to go, where's, where's Kevin? Kevin? And then he goes, oh, I'm here at the front. And, yeah, so... But, then, but it's obviously because of the fact of it's 45 minutes to get how to get to the airport <laughs> and checking out and and yeah. yeah, no chance. No. I know they're and rich, but they're not like that even. Also, they should be holding the children's hands in an airport if they're going to be running that fast. Some children can't run that fast <laughs> compared to an adult. You know, yeah. it's common sense, isn't it, to hold your child's hand uh-huh. while you're dragging yeah. them across yeah. the airport, yeah. basically. <sighs> how legitimate it is for ever leaving your child on home alone. But it's a brilliant film in in overall, so I can't complain. But still, yeah, if you, it's if you, if you go through the nitpicking of absolutely everything, yeah, you can get very far and be like, oh, what's, yeah, it just took the fun out of it. But yeah, I know, obviously, it's in a realistic sense, like, no way on this earth you're getting through. No. To the plane. If yeah. only. Yeah, yeah. So, obviously, in Home Alone... One, he gets the kerfuffle of the pizza, and that's why he gets sent up to the attic. Yeah. In Homeland Two, it's because Buzz has ruined his solo when he's singing in the nativity, and mm-hmm. Buzz is pretending to like hold the candles and behind his ears, which is everyone's like rip roaringly laughing all, about. It. It's they're like... all grown up adults. Kevin's doing a bloody good job. Why is it that Buzz is like the oh he's hilarious? It's like it's not even that funny. No. And then poor Kevin, yet again, because he won't apologise to Buzz because we know what all Buzz is like. Yeah. So Kevin gets sent to the room again. Mm-hmm. Also, you always have this, oh, we've done it again. The alarms have gone off or some, there's a storm. Literally, it was the same storm. No, like, no, it wasn't the same storm. It was Fair enough, the, the storm affected it the first time and that's yeah. like legitimate reason the power's gone off. The, the second time it was because, oh, he plugged in, like took the plug out the 
the uh, one the one clock in the house that had the alarm on for some reason. No, in this big house, no other clocks exist. It did and flash so, though. Showing... Yeah, it went back to twelve o'clock. You know, like it does when you plug it back in. So it wasn't the correct time. So the uh, the, the alarm must have just gone no reset or something. But also, it did show. Um... The evening scene again, like it flashed towards a scene where, like, it was looking windy outside. Uh, oh, I think which that's made more, me think maybe it was a like storm. a wish was like wish was coming true, but it was like that was to show ah. the the fact that oh the 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 bandits have escaped because like a piece of paper flies on the to, like on on against some of the window or something, and that's to sort of signal oh they're coming back because they're broken out of jail and that's all that was. It wasn't it wasn't anything to do with electricity this time. It was all just right. a simple I've unplugged it and. But anyone else could have put an alarm on. Exactly. There's like, what no about other clocks. The uncle, in, yeah. you know. Because he says that, oh, you guys are so terrible at this, kind of like giving the wake up calls. Like, come on. <laughs> but to be fair, I'd be absolutely frantic in both occasions trying mm-hmm. to get there. It'd be awful. It'd be my worst nightmare. But you know what I'm like? I'm very organised. I like to know I'd be setting off an hour beforehand. Mm-hmm. It, this would never occur. Yeah, yeah. Well, exactly, unless it was yeah. a power cut, but then nowadays you've got your phone, so if it's yeah, fully yeah, charged, yeah. you yeah. don't have this issue, yeah. do you? Exactly. Yeah, very rarely people have plug-in clocks anymore, so, yeah. No, that's true. Yeah. So, we get to a point of where, in Home Alone 1, Kevin is now realising, oh, I've made my family disappear, yeah. and he's embracing that and yeah. loving life. And I think everyone, for quite a bit of time, enjoys being on their own Home Alone. It's quite nice. You can do whatever you want, whatever you want. You can watch whatever you want. You can eat whatever you want. You can play as loud music and nobody's going to complain. Like he says, oh, Uncle Frank, I'm watching. Like the movies I should be watching. Yeah, yeah and eating, eating junk. bad stuff, yeah. <laughs> and he's fully embracing that. In number two, you don't get that until a little bit later because like he gets on the plane going, oh, yeah, that grey coat or the brown coat. camel coat yeah, yeah, yeah. is my dad. dad. No way would that fly now. It'd be like, yeah. well, we need to check and actually yeah. you speak it didn't go to your like, dad. Hey, dad, or anything. No. And he didn't turn around. Or it's just like, yeah, there he is. And yeah. Fine, get yeah. on and yeah. sit down. And he ends up in New York, basically. Mm-hmm. So, obviously, number one, it's a little bit easy because you're in your home comforts. You know where you live. Whereas, number two, it's a bit more daunting. You're in a completely different city you've never been to before without your family. Like, I don't know if I'd want to even go to New York by myself. I'd want to go with you, but I wouldn't want to be on my own in New York. That sounds vast. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But I think you'd be fine as an adult, but as a young child, yeah, it's like, yeah, I don't even think you're making it seem like, yeah, it's a piece of piss, just getting a taxi and uh, it's all great. Yeah, just go see, you know, Statue of Liberty. Well, no, that's what I mean. It's not. It'd be scary. It'd be scary. Oh, and New York is not the friendliest of places, is it? People don't smile. Sorry, New Yorkers. But that's that, well. That's what I've heard. Anyways, is a cliche. Yeah. Like you don't want to bump into. I'm somebody. walking here. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> yeah. That kind of stuff. Yeah. I would mentioned. I thought just for the for my sake of saying so, the fact when he obviously realizes, oh, he's at home alone initially in the first one, and because it's so quiet, and then there's that unin- <laughs> unintentional jump scare because the, it cuts to the plane engine like. Like so, so loud. It's like every time, it's kind of like a bit like, uh, if you it weren't is. paying attention, it's just it's really quiet. And then suddenly, this blaring noise comes. It's like it has caught me a couple of times before prior to this yeah. one. I've watched it, and it just like, and you're like, what? What's happened? Why am I jumping? I shouldn't be. It's a cozy Christmas film, mm-hmm. and I think with Home Alone, just in general, both of them, one and two, 
it's one of those I just don't get bored of very easily. Like I know it line for line. I I know exactly when things are coming up and what to anticipate. Mm-hmm. But still, I'd watch it every year without fail of being bored. It's one of those stakeholder ones where you're like, yeah, it's not an every other year one. It is every year that that deserves to be watched. Mm-hmm. And just shows how much of a classic mm-hmm. that well, is. I'll say, I guess you watched this both maybe, or one more than the other, I don't know, but from a for a very young age, I'll just say yeah. would. Whereas I don't know as to when I first saw Home Alone. I feel like but, I introduced you to two, definitely. Yeah, you definitely did, because I, d- I thought, uh, I don't know, it's kind of like, what's what's the point kind of thing? A bit like, you know, of a sequel of like, it's going to be rubbish, but to as it's kind of far, far from it, really, <laughs> with that. So... Yeah, it's quite late to come into that one, and I think probably saw bits here, or again, a bit like you with certain films, like mm. I kind of know of Home Alone, seen clips of it, and not seen it all the way through for a while, until I was much older, I, don't, I can't remember, when early teens maybe, or something like that. But That surprises me, because I feel like this would be, the comedy would be up your mum and dad's street, actually, I feel like your dad would laugh at this. Because it can be a little bit extreme. I, I don't know if they've they've seen it, to be honest. You know, like your little coconut men that go on Monty the horse. Python. Yeah. It's um, it's I'll, kind I'll, of I don't know it can be exaggerated humor but it works really well which is surprising for me because I normally hate humor but this uh, is yeah. done tastefully and I think it, it, because yeah. it's got the innocence of an inner child of Kevin yeah, yeah yeah it works well yeah would you think obviously for what how he is it's not like oh he's not like a groundbreaking performance but like. For for what he offers as like a light-hearted film, he's, he does all right, doesn't he? Yeah. In the only thing films. is when he's shocked, it's like so over-exaggerated. <laughs> uh, but he's only yeah. really young when he's acting, so you yeah, can't yeah, yeah, really yeah. fault him. It's like Harry Potter in the first one, like all mm. of them are shocking. We're, well, it's like, and it's the same director as well, uh, <laughs> from the, Chris Columbus, who did the first one anyway, yeah. And you've got the little, little babies of Harry Potter people. Yeah, yeah, it's I know, just, yeah. They're, yeah, they're yeah. not going to be fully acting you know, pros at that age. It's just not going to happen. So, obviously, in Home Alone number one, he's sees that he's basically... I I put down that he watches The Grinch, that he looks at, finds Buzzard's girlfriend, and he goes, woof! And that always makes me laugh. And then, obviously, they keep the change of filthy animal, which is when he's watching... Yeah, I looked up that up, and it's not actual film. It's a a movie within a movie, basically. So it's it's made for... The, this film specifically, but it also came was reused in Detective Pikachu. Weirdly, mm-hmm. it is. I think they missed a trick there, though, when they did it in that Detective Pikachu, where they should have said, you know, instead of snakes, it should be Ekans. But oh, I like that. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but anyway, that's that's by the by. And <sighs> you should have written it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's it, interesting that they used a film that doesn't exist in that. Maybe it's just like a. A fair property to use rather than something that was for that other sort of a detective noir type of mm. thing, but too expensive. So, but uh, yeah, no, honestly, if this, I actually love it if these films were actually like existed in <laughs> reality. Yeah, I know what you mean because in number two we've got the scene that he uses with the "I love you," and it's the same guy saying, you know, I'll give you the count of one, two, three mm. to get you yellow ugly butt out yeah, of here, yeah, yeah. and it's just kind of showing how Kevin as a character is growing and developing, I guess, throughout one and two a little bit. The way that he uses the films, but also his savviness and creativeness in number two, I feel like 
levels up because he has to. He's not got his comforts and everything around him. Uh, yeah, yeah. He yeah. has to be more inventive so. with how he... And I would say that works a lot lot stronger in, in that sense on that factor of number two to utilise that a bit. Whereas, don't get me wrong, in number one it works, but it, and in both anyway, it's like how on earth you would be able to play, rewind and stop it at the certain points to get the dialogue correct because with a VHS tape, it's very noisy to yeah. re- rewind and play and st- like, oh no, it's the wrong part. I feel like that would be, if you were doing that, you'd be effing and jeffing him in the middle and it wouldn't yeah, work like, for you yeah. because you'd be like getting really annoyed because you'd gone too far. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> right, that doesn't, line doesn't make sense. No, wait. <laughs> but overall, I think, yeah, I, if they were real films, I'd watch them because I really like L.A. and Noir kind of. That kind of like Vibes. old gangster films, yeah. 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 So when the burglars come in number one, the first time they come over, they initially at the scene are trying to like suss the house out. And first of all, like, why are they not shooing him away? Like, I'd be like, how did you, hey, how did you get in? Like, the policeman when he's dressed up. Why hadn't anyone dealt with him earlier or prior? Oh, yeah, yeah. And basically, he's just looking to see when they're leaving, when can I burgle you, basically. And then they come the night of and going, right, okay, we're going to go burgle the house that they've been wanting to burgle forever. And it's a clever thing. And I think my mum's always said this to me, like, if you're ever scared, illuminate your house. Yeah. Because that's going to put somebody off wanting to burgle you. If you think you're in, yeah. You're in or he's visible or she's visible Mm -hmm. to to you, basically, because you can see them as well as them seeing you. Yeah. So Kevin being sensible... Goes and turns every single light on in the house, basically, to like yeah. warn them off. Mm-hmm. And they're like, "Oh, I thought you said they'd they'd gone." Mm, yeah. Whereas this, whereas in number two, he doesn't really have that security because he's just in the middle of the street when they find him. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He does, and I do love that scene though of self awareness of being in public. Like, if a child screams, the adults are gonna look. Yeah, exactly. In the yeah, wrong. it's a lot works a lot better in that sense when he's doing that the kind of like scream of terror. It's like, oh, stranger danger type of element <laughs> to it, isn't it? So, yeah, yeah. It, I suppose that, yeah, New York thinking, like, what the hell's going on? They're like, some, someone's going to pick up on that. Yeah. But he's still running away in that one. But it's uh, so difficult because we're obviously jumping around so much. It's like trying to think of all the things we've got to say. But to the screaming fact of, like, where he, he does one of those instances in the first one, Kevin does, where he comes across old man Marley and... <laughs> and um yeah because he's like i'm not afraid anymore when he goes outside and then you know the old man comes along with his shovel and things like and then he just screams in his face and runs inside and the old man doesn't do anything but and then there's the he runs up the stairs and does the the scream scared look at the camera like like breaking the fourth wall a little bit Mm -hmm. and then hides under the bed or whatever but yeah, I know there's obviously no one around for that, but I think that seems strange. And the fact that the old man doesn't do anything to, yeah. to, he doesn't help his case really, does it? Because well, like, I think every if time... he went after him, that would make Kevin scared even more. No, but more, he could go, but... hello. Or something. No, he was already running. There'd be no point. <laughs> yeah. No, and that, when he approached him before, he even screamed, like, oh, are you doing, Kevin? You're right. <laughs> I, think, I think that still would have been yeah. the same situation because of what Buzz had said. He was, he'd got it in his head that he was a bad person. But also, Kevin gets scared of the um, boiler. Yeah. Which, to be fair, is quite scary. Like, that mechanic. Yeah, it looks mechanical, monstrous, yeah. Yeah. You build up monsters, and yeah, that's how. Well, even nowadays, you can. It's just even scary because some of them are real. (laughs) 
But in that sense of going through it, it's when he goes down to the basement to, you know, because he needs to, you know, wash clothes and all that kind of stuff. That He's he has... a little adult, really, yeah. to say that he was fretting over packing his suitcase and now he's mm-hmm. having to look after the entire yeah, house, get groceries. It's weird, isn't it? Because he's like, I've never done that before, but yet now he's having to... Yeah. Yeah. It shows if you don't have anyone, you can do it and, you you know, you can push yourself out of that comfort zone. Yeah, I don't know. Just seems like it's just a, oh, more of a convenience that he has to do that stuff as opposed to when the first thing he's like, I don't know what to do anything kind of thing. But like w- the fact yeah. the fact that him going into the basement anyway is kind of shown like the fact that, like how he does that setup for deterring Harry and Marv when the first like, w- when those guys come, I'll be ready. And he's mm-hmm. all the little mannequins and stuff that he has rigged up, yeah. which. I don't know how long he was standing there doing that with the the wires and stuff. Oh, I know. Yeah, because it's like, not like really, I don't think it's a specific time when they were coming that evening, but other than the fact maybe when it was just dark, he started right, get that yeah. record spinning and... Blaring the music like yeah, it yeah. was a party. Yeah. But it is a really clever shot and it's it's kind of showing that it's busy and hustle and bustle and, mm-hmm. and they obviously don't enter the house That's... again, so he's doing a good job in that capacity. Mm-hmm. Whereas in number two, I think it's more... That's that's a bit more unrealistic because when he goes to the hotel and he's going to club it by the housekeeping from <laughs> Tim Curry, who's you know, like, he's sneaking in because he's like, he doesn't trust the kid and everything. And he, Kevin manages to blow up that inflatable clown thing. So he put in the you shower. can tell it's inflatable as well when you look at it. I know, it. it's like really... Just... And the nose as well. <laughs> I know. Yeah, it's just, yeah. There's no way he managed to blow that up put the strings around him and yeah, you know, the thing. And that, Unless he already and, had it blown up. Yeah, but why though would he have it? Why not? You're a child. You don't. Mm. There's no questions when you're a child. Yeah. yeah. So, unless it was just the off chance that someone was going to knock on the... Maybe. Maybe yeah. he'd, he'd, he had that thought yeah. prior. Yeah. And that my recorder that he had was like super good, cause like super good quality. Mm-hmm. And he was like, exa- exactly it... where he'd recorded it, like he hadn't recorded anything else, which he had because he'd done previously the telephone call, yeah, trying to get the actual booking, mesh- booking, yeah. the booking for the hotel, yeah, and everything. So it's like, yeah, so how much space was on that tape to to do all that? But yeah, it's just amazing. Isn't it? Like, <laughs> it's not like a you know from your phone, you've got loads of recordings, and there you can just That's do true. that stuff. But yeah, I think as well, obviously with Marv and Harry, mm-hmm. they do tell. Um, the whole street, basically, when they're going to come back to the house, like, we're going to come back at nine o'clock and I've been scammed by a kindergarten. And then that's when Kevin's like, he won't, really does actually kind of appreciate the fact that his family's gone missing and he wants his he wants his mum mm-hmm. and family back. Mm-hmm. So they, <laughs> I wrote down, which I feel like Fiona would be quite proud of me because I feel like I brought more to this than I did hers, bless her, because mm-hmm. it's just watching it several, over and over and over again. Mm-hmm. But so when Kevin comes up with a plan, like a master plan, They've got two different names of it. So it's got battle plan for saving the house for number one. Mm-hmm. And then it gets quite creative with number two, which is Operation Ho Ho Ho. So like his little paper posters mm-hmm. that he writes out right. are more creative. But we've also forgot when we spoke about the old man, you need to then go to number two to say that the old man's representation in that is the bird lady. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I don't yeah. know her name. No, I don't. Th- I can't I actually. Can't remember what if she's she really says it or. I feel like she doesn't because she is homeless. And with her character, anyway, it's it's kind of more justified why she doesn't like necessarily speak to mm-hmm. Kevin when she approaches him, or sees him or anything. She fats and says like, "Oh, she doesn't really spoke to anyone in like 
a couple of years, basically. Yeah. So that works better in that situation in two, whereas in one with the old man, it's like, he's his neighbour. Why has he never, ever spoken to him? <laughs> I guess because he's quite young and what Buzz has said has built monsters up in the head. And depending on yeah, if he's been with children or not, it's <laughs> like if his mum's just walking out with him, the mum might say hello and Kevin's not really yeah. involved in that. But I think you've got the two kind of sob stories within the the films. So obviously the old man is on his own. He has, He's not seen his like extended family, so his son doesn't want to talk to him anymore. They had a fight, yeah, and that's the reason why he's, mm. yeah. And then... Come across the way he's like lonely and... Yeah. And, yeah. and can't see, he can only see his granddaughter on certain days when his son's not around. And then you've got the bird lady in number two, which is... She was made homeless. I think she was in a relationship. Ship. She did love somebody. So the man fell, he, she loved, fell, fell out of love with her and that's how uh, you ended up on the streets, yeah. So that's kind of like a, it's quite more of a sad story. And... She makes me cry. I, I know mum, bless her, she cries at both. And like the old man does get to her as well. Yeah. But I think number two, definitely with it being Christmas yeah. time, homeless. In New York, it just feels a little bit more like this. this it hits is... hard, but for yeah. me, not... Not, not like I haven't got a heart or anything, but I don't really find myself like whelming up at either of them. But I can definitely see more merit in showcasing how sweet the ending is for the bird lady, you know, her like you know, story arc really with everything. Yeah. And how that's more touching than the old man. Not to say, like, oh, he gets to see his granddaughter at the end because he's made, made amends with his son and everything. But it's kind of that's just, that's just very brief. Nothing's said, but obviously sometimes picture's worth a thousand words so yeah yeah and yeah. it still has that closing shot of kevin waving like kind mm-hmm. of in the snow and then you always have this end bit right right at the end where somebody yells something basically you've got that in one and two mm-hmm. where buzz yells like my room kevin yeah. and then obviously at the end of two it's his dad with, with the room surface bill yeah. yeah yeah so you've got those kind of literally it's kind of mirroring each other all the way throughout mm-hmm but yeah, you're right with the bird lady, the sentiment with the two turtle doves and her having a friend for life and kind of Kevin does a lot for her in this film yes, and actually helps her come out of her shell, which is fantastic. Yeah. So the bit that we haven't compared yet yeah. is the main event with Matt the, what, and What you were pretty much here for when you come for these films. Now, I think personally, I don't know, if, I don't know about you, but it seems to take a lot longer to get to his his battle plan. Obviously, where he's confronting the battle plan of saving their house. <laughs> yeah, it's yeah. a bit long winded yeah, compared yeah. to Operation Ho. Ho, 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 ho. <laughs> yeah, because there's a lot of I don't say filler, but like you, you're not. Too, I'm not too bothered about the family kind of story. I yeah. know obviously you've got to have that to break the film up because it'd just be boring if you're just all focusing on Kevin. I, but, I guess. What you're trying to say there is like in number one, there is a lot of back and forth of how the family feels, how the mum is, how she's trying to travel and get back uh, home. Yeah, her desperation and all that. Yeah, you don't see that as much in number in number two. You kind of get a bit, but it's not as long. No, and it kind of gets to a point of where it, there's a couple of scenarios with this as well, because it's not just like Kevin's saving his house anymore. He's wrecked his auntie and uncle's house pretty much, but the whole purpose is to save this Toy Story's money because it's going to go to the children's hospice. Mm-hmm. So he's, yeah. he's got a bigger purpose. And also he's in the second one, he's located at the hotel as well, so he's going to... Yeah, so uh, there's a lot more locations, a lot more things going on. But 
that's you got to go bigger with that anyway because that's go big or go home as you would say yeah yeah. but can we just give credit to marv and harry Mm -hmm. for the amount of impeccable acting to obviously they don't do the stunts but Mm. yeah yeah all of that in in total it's it's fantastic and i know sometimes you look at it and one point when like you can tell it's a green screen or like they've bumped into the wall and you can hear the foot of oh no yeah it wouldn't be a green screen it'd just be the fact of it just being like a press a prop prop yeah, like yeah. yeah and like you even said like oh kevin's grown an inch when he's yeah yeah obviously that's the stunt man doing that when he's sliding across from the to the treehouse you know? but you have to appreciate the edge of the film as well like yeah 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 but, for but it you, you look closely at things because yeah that's not the best but yeah but if you don't do that and you take it with a pinch of salt and the lightheartedness that this film is meant to give mm-hmm. you i feel like it's fantastic. It's mm-hmm. just so much fun. Mm-hmm. You you can watch it several times and you still know what's coming and you're still like crucifying and feeling like the pain of Marv and Harry. Now, I always get confused with which one's which even though I've okay. watched it so many okay. times. <laughs> okay. So, so Marv is the tall one. Yes, yeah. Cool. And Harry's the short fat yeah, one. Yeah, yeah. I wouldn't say he was that fat, but it just dumped Well, yeah. compared to Marv, yeah, yeah, yeah. he is. But it's, yeah, the typical, let's, but I say that you said it. I covered it in the review, but it was like perfect casting of them both, you know, like one small, one tall to to counteract. And you've got it's... Marv, which is the, the brain. No, you've got Harry, which is the brains, and Marv, which is like... you just like, yeah, just goes along with it, all that kind of stuff. I think in the first one, I don't know who gets it worse, really, but... Marv, 100%. So he gets, if I remember correctly, so when he's entering it in, he's got the ice... And he's slipping and sliding all over the place, trying to get through in, the, in the, the um, base, basement. Basement, yeah. So what else does he get? He gets the tar. I, yeah, he's walking up the steps. He gets a nail in the foot. Yep. Then he, he falls gets, back and hits himself. So there's yeah. that. He also and gets the, the iron on the head. Iron on the head. At the first instance, yeah. Yep. Whereas you've got Harry that gets, he does get a burn, like on, on his hands. Yeah, yeah, that's a, that's more permanent. So it is more painful, but I feel like Marv gets a lot more injuries but i feel like maybe right. harry gets the more painful ones and then obviously he opens the door he gets the the, um, the fire on his head yeah. on his head and burning and he's screaming which is just fantastic the way he does it but in home alone too he he creases you over oh, on this yeah, one yeah, yeah. so well we'll come back to that i think it just makes some more sense to go through all the things in this but so yeah then you've got marv who goes up the steps and then somehow falls back down. So then he has to go to through another way to get in, and because like, go through the window. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So goes through the window with the ornaments, which always is like, oh, why don't you just look down? Just look down. It's not hard. And also, we have to just give credit to Harry with his. Yeah, because now that he's he's purposely like because he's known for known for like being very sweary and stuff like Goodfellas and Casino and stuff like that. So he's had to like. Tone it down to start mutter and mumble kind of. Stuff. It's hilarious, yes. and you know exactly like what he's meant to be saying. Yeah, yeah, like, yeah. <laughs> And <laughs> it just for an adult, it kind of gives that humour that's needed. But like a little innocent child, yeah, yeah, yeah. it'd go over their head. Yeah, because even stupid stuff like you know, like initially when he's Kevin shoots the gun through the the dog cat flap, whatever, mm-hmm. and shoots him the, the balls, and it's like, yeah. oh, you, yeah, you can feel that. Mark and, gets it in the head, the head though. I know, but I was speaking as a man. It's a lot more painful being shot in the dick. <laughs> but from then, then Harry gets the chicken one, which is like what... I d- yeah, I don't know what that serves a purpose for. It's just 
a slight annoyance. It's like I think it, that's the innocence because to be fair, a child like that's very the most the most childlike as yeah. opposed to the blooming blowtorch above well, the yeah. door. And that weird thing that he puts on the door, oh, like I don't I even know, know what, what that, that is. is. Yeah. So yeah, fair enough on on that part. Also, then when they both get in, they've got the cars like on the floor, so the toys, yeah, and they yeah. both go. So it's a typical like slapstick, whoa, slip, yeah, kind of thing, and then brilliant. The, the paint pots flying down the stairs. But yet again, Harry never gets hit with with the paint. Pots. I think the last one. So I think it gets. Yeah, no, I think they purposely get hit on. But Marv yeah. gets hit more than Harry does. Oh, is that the second? That's the no, second, second one. It? Second one. Yeah. 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 No. With the paint pots, or. Yeah, no. Or so just in general. With the paint pots, he gets hit, does more, does Marv, than Harry. In the second one, they've wised up and gone, oh, pretend to run up, and the both just get hit with, with the with massive the pole, iron pole, rod. Yeah, pole, yeah. But, yeah. Yeah, yeah. And I think I think there's other things like, you know, the trip trip wire so that, you know, he runs upstairs and try to get him then, and then it's like, oh, I've, I've got him, Harry. And then they get, conveniently, the, the tarantula that's, been knocked out and buzzes from the, the glass cabinet and buzzes mm-hmm. room when he got the money to pay, pay for all this, the food and stuff. I was just, he's just on the step right there and I'll just put it on the thing. Marv does that over-the-top scream. Which is fantastic. It really mm. is. And then obviously it's on Harry and he's going, Harry, like that. And he's like, Harry. <laughs> he gets the, the oh, crowbar. No. I think that's in the second one. Is that in the second one? Yeah. He does, so- he does that voice and it makes more sense <laughs> but he hits him with the crowbar yeah, on the chest yeah on the, the fake plastic spider t- yeah. yeah you can totally tell it's a fake plastic spider but then which I don't know, really know why because because you don't want to hit it and hurt it yeah no but he does hit it and then the spider jumps off because like if it would make more sense if it was just to make it look like it was a plastic one jumping off as opposed to because the shot. spider jumping off does look like it hopples like I don't know if like, oh, I, I don't feel think like so. it looks like it's hobbling. <laughs> so I wondered if well, I'm surprised that it. you're being concerned for a big hairy spider, but there well, we are. It's got a full body and a skeleton, probably, aren't it? I assume. <laughs> then from that. Then they get to the treehouse. Yeah. And the wire thing, and Kevin cuts the, the rope and has into and then he runs over to another house to. And that's when they're like trying to be like, oh, come chase me. And they're like, ah, Harry's like. No, this is what the kids wanted the entire yeah. time. Yeah. We're not going to chase them. We're going to go a different way and mm-hmm. catch them off guard, which they do. But you get your friendly shovel man. Neighborhood shovel man, yeah. Saving him because otherwise, you know, would have been toast at that point. Yeah. yeah. But then it ends with, oh, thanks, um, like, Harry. Harry. Mav goes, oh, we're the wet bandits and, you know, Oh, well, the police are like, thanks for saying that, because it's, now we know... We know every single place you've hit up, so... Yeah. yeah. Just in, and it, just all of that, it is quite, I think, like, the half an hour at the back end is, like, mm. the jam-packed, like, action bit. You've got to wait quite a bit of time to get there. that. Yeah. But it is worth it. Yeah, I think I think so, yeah, more or less that for that, really. But it, it just feels like it goes by too quick, in a sense. I don't know. I think like, the way we spoke about it as well, it's like it's literally just like boom, 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 boom. 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 Whereas yeah. in Home Alone 2, boom. I feel like it is more spaced out. It's like what an action film would be. Yeah, no, it just definitely goes on for longer, which I do appreciate because like from, well, obviously you have bits beforehand, obviously because like running away from them in the city initially when they first meet them and all that kind of stuff. But 
Anyway, let's, we'll just focus now more on the, the back end when, yeah. you know, he catches them at the, the toys, Duncan's toy chest and knocks them like, oh, and there's nobody around and knock, knock, knock. And it's like, hello. Yeah. He throws a brick, you know, runs off and just that first run realistic fact of like, oh, put that seesaw, seesaw. thing. Yeah. It, Harry goes flying and he smashes that car that's like, you must weigh as much as an elephant or something because there's no way... Even that, the sound effect yeah, is amazing as well, to be that fair. That car smashed, like, to that extent, but <laughs> I know what the car was made of, but, yeah. Anyway. <laughs> or how heavy he is. <laughs> mm. And then, as you get from there, it's like when he gets into the place where he needs to be at his um, Uncle Rob's house, he was doing the renovating stuff, so he's got all this, you know, booby traps for the thing, because it's already a decrepit house anyway. So his encounters him, he's like, oh, throws the camera down, that he's taken a picture of, and it's like, oh, so, oh, here you go, and it's like throwing the bricks down, and that's where... He... And every time, poor Marv oh, gets the bricks. Next. Yeah, and it's like, from that height, as well, yeah. Yeah, like, you definitely have got brain damage from the get-go, but then there's an onslaught of all the other stuff that happens. And... I've also forgotten, number one, don't Marv get, like, electrocuted at one point? No, nope. like... that's two. Is that two? That's two. Merges for me, oh, but... That's... No, 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 no. This is why I like two better, because there's there's a lot more... Humorous. He, he mouth so should be dead. Yeah, he should. He well and truly dead because, like, say, part of that, he gets electrocuted, and you can just see, like, almost like his eyes, almost like going bloodshot for the fact of that. I know, obviously, in an unrealistic sense, you see like a skeleton version mm-hmm. of him, but it's like I take that as it's, but like again, like almost like a Looney Tunes cartoon yeah. element to it. But so basically, after Marv gets several bricks in the head, and I think Harry. Goes around the back, which I don't know how. Obviously, I'm not like how would you know with those kind of like New York the burglars, burg- burglars. Like oh, that's number. I don't say number sixteen yeah. or whatever. Like oh, right, go round. I, I what I know. love is like if anyone tried us, where we've only got one entrance, so like mm-hmm. we won't be able to do much of a home alone stunt at our house, would we? No, no. Sadly not. No. So which way does he? No, he goes to uh, Marv. Goes to the front. front he just door. pulls the door, and so he gets the those. Staple gun oh, yes. through his like nuts and, and his, his, his bum and yeah, all that kind of yeah. stuff. It's all, all that's all painful. And Harry gets the slime gun on the the ladder, yep, and somehow gets back up and gets in. He gets he ends up going through the door with all the moves the rubbish out of the way to get up the steps and everything. Yeah, and so he's like also about cautious about like turning the lights on and thinking <laughs> like with all that and also doing the tapping the thing, which I was I. And stuff is like I do like with the kettle. Sometimes see how hot it is if it's boiled, and I always think of it, my uh, Harry doing it. <laughs> like, like it's like, it's okay. But my my favorite part, which it, on contrast to the first film with the fire element, it always this cre- every creases. time, every, every single time, time creases you, <laughs> and it proper gets me then because I'm like looking at you like because near enough tears in your eyes because the first film it was like an immediate reaction to. The fire, like setting fire to his head, whereas this one, he's just like <laughs> like looking along, like, oh, hmm, what's that? What's that burning? Se- or what's that burning sensation? I can feel. Or, smell, and then yeah. he kind of like turns around, look in the mirror. <laughs> it's like, oh, oh, my head's on fire. It's like, how do you not know? That's yep. the, the 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 maybe it's the, numb from previously, like, like, like yeah. so you don't feel it. So some of the nerves it's have died maybe, off. But it's just so funny, just like, this way, like. <sighs> but then the toilet, 
that it's the way that he gets rid of it because it's like obviously it's an old decrepit house so it's not like there's any war or anything to extinguish him quite quickly so he just extend the toilet but the way he does it he's like doing a handstand <laughs> yeah the acrobatics and then isn't it some form of alcohol or yeah 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 will be gasoline just to, or something just to blow him up yeah, yeah blow yeah. he should be dead, dead. <laughs> yeah <laughs> yeah he should be a singed <laughs> yeah but that's like my favorite part of the oh, you love it. the and. Another another funny one with the revolving fire is the when they're climbing down from the roof and the the rope that's soaked in kerosene. And it's like, oh, why would anybody soak a, a rope full of that? And then you just cut to Kevin like lighting a match. Yeah. And something like Merry Christmas. And it's like that's more like sadistic than the first. When a lot of a lot of these acts in this are a bit more like maliciously of, of done psycho killer yeah type i think of... that's probably because of prior how they've treated him so he's like he wants to hurt them and he, they're saying he, they want to kill him mm-hmm. so it's like well i need to protect myself and defend myself you've also got the up in the attic where they get to that like chest oh yeah yeah toolbox yeah, yeah. Coming yeah down. down the stairs like yeah. I, yeah i don't know if that would, it's super plausible but yeah whatever yeah yeah i don't think it i think it gets stuck halfway it yeah it's go all the way perfectly st- stand vertical as it comes <laughs> so, yeah and then whatever. you've got the um stacking of the furniture as well in one and two where they kind of stacking furniture to get out up the hall or no that's just the second just one the second one there's no stacking of furniture in the first i think one. it's the la- the ladder bit that's making me think of it right mm-hmm. so stacking it up and then obviously the paint comes into it as well beforehand. Yeah, there's more, more like paint pots and stuff. Just more like a lot of things like falling on Marv or whatever. Those like cement bags and stuff and all that kind of stuff. Just more, a lot more pain inducing. Really. But to be fair, for Harry, I only think I can remember is the toilet thing for him. Like the pain that he gets compared to Marv's yeah, character. He, he seems to get a lot it gets a more. lot, yeah. lot more. Yeah, and apart from him. Harry getting the car and break like crushing the car and being a bit on the yeah and getting knocked back with the the metal pole thing yeah 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 Yeah. and the the rope with the gasoline like Mm -hmm. you said so then from there on obviously Kevin is trying to Central Park yeah yeah and gets the assist from Pigeon Lady (laughs) (laughs) Bird Lady but I guess she was mainly pigeons but yeah um he's already got a plan of going in Central Park ringing the police and setting fireworks off. Um, however, I think they get there a little bit quicker than he anticipates, so the bird lady needs to chip in because mm-hmm. they've got hold of him, got the camera, and they've got the gun at him, but she chucks birds bird seed all over yeah. him. Which she does earlier, so it kind of shows like, oh, like they'll come if, you know. Like, yeah, so for that. And then Marv does another scream. It's like almost like a horror scene, like the birds are like eating at him. He looks like, yeah. he looks like he's, you know, been pecked. The skin's like been pecked off. The film, the birds. Yeah, yeah, it? yeah. Something like from that. Just more. Also, the sticky bandits in this instead of the wet bandits. So they've. Well, that's Marv's. Yeah. It's a little thing, yeah, with that. And they don't really get away with the money or anything, basically, from the toy store. No. And Kevin's helped kind of the toy man store saying, oh, I'm sorry, I broke your window. Yeah. Um, hopefully, you've got insurance. Uh-huh. <laughs> and then. Is obviously just so they get put in prison again, and they're like, "Oh, we've missed out on Christmas dinner and Christmas, Christmas presents." presents. Yeah, <laughs> they sound gutted because they've not actually benefited. Well, it's only again, it's only Marv with his innocence on in all these situations, and I really Harry's love like, Marv. "Shut up, Marv!" 
<laughs> I feel like Marv's me and you're Harry. We're going to be burglars. You're the brains and I'm just the sheer sweet innocence. <laughs> Obviously get the reuniting with mother and son in both occasions, yeah. Mm-hmm. Whereas for Kate in the first one, obviously had to get hitch a ride with John Candy's polka, polka, polka yep. group. So she gets at home at the same time as pra- practically the rest of the family because she was impatient, I guess. But I, I get a sensibility of trying to get, you know, get home to someone as quickly as possible. But it's that thing is like, oh, do I wait around or yeah. what do you think you're trying to do? But it's like, you know, unrealistic to get flights and stuff. I don't know why she couldn't rent a car though or something, I'm sure. That must have been plausible. Probably, but she wouldn't have got. She'd have got there the same time she did now. Uh, yeah, so I know. But the time, if, isn't it of it? Yeah, I think she wanted to do everything as quickly as possible. But obviously, I know. But like getting on a plane there. to, I don't know. Yeah. Obviously, it's quite a way away to. Yeah, it's not like us where it's a couple of hours and we'd be back. You know, you can like travel within the USA, can't you? Mm. On planes. Yeah. yeah. More like Europe yeah. than it is. Yeah. True. And with the the second one, it's. You know, she finds him at Rockefeller Center with the the Christmas tree, which is again more. That's more of like a, a convenience sake because obviously the first one is always going to be in his home, isn't he? Yeah. But like, but, oh, it just happens to be. I think it's good because she knew, like, at the beginning, he did set that in her mind. Like, why Christmas are we going to Florida, Florida when the the palm trees are not Christmas yeah. trees? So she's like, oh, I know if my son, if he'll be, be fine, and you know, he'd be better than coping in New York than I would. And then she dawns where he would would be. Mm-hmm. Yep. And then pretty much they have a lovely Christmas in the hotel because they're really apologetic for the fact that they scared Kevin away. Uh, yeah. The toy- Which I, I know we haven't really touched upon all that stuff because I like Tim Curry and that is like he's so great. There's many shots in that like in the way pronouncing like pizza and have a lovely day. Yeah. And all that kind of stuff. And then... Even the butler, when he's like, tip, and he's like this, yeah. and then he gets chewing gum, and the next yeah. time he's going to get tipped, he's like, oh, no, you're okay, and it's yeah, a 50. Yeah. No. Yeah. No, I don't think, well, no, I know we definitely haven't covered any films with Rob Schneider in, but that is who that is, and he's a, like a, normally a friend of Adam Sandler. Kind of I can tolerate him in this. <laughs> yeah. I'm not complimenting yeah. him anymore now. Yeah. You've ruined it for me. So, yeah, he's not, yeah, in other films, he's not particularly... Great, it's that sort of level of comedy, but yeah, he's he's all right in this. He is, and also if you really hate politics and you know a former president, then you might not want to watch number two um, yeah. either. Yeah, that, that's not a that's not a, a selling point for this film. Just the fact that Trump makes an appearance, but you know, it's, it's a very young Trump. To be fair, like if if you, yeah, no, it's I, I'm trying to think. Like there the probably would be some way to cut him out because obviously Kevin asks for the, like where's the reception desk or whatever or. So where's the phone? I forget what he says exactly, but he's like down the hall thing. It's like it's really not necessary. But, it's like a, it's just been added no, in because he used because the hotel. like yeah, if you want to use my hotel? You, I've got to have a cameo of some kind, and the slight plausibility of the fact that see Duncan knows where they're staying to give him all the presents for the family on Christmas Eve night for the Christmas Day, and it's like right, okay. And I don't know, just I'll just give him a load of toys. Like but Santa knows where the people. <sighs> yes, I know. So to a child, he's somewhat Santa. Hmm. Is that what you think? Is that the theory that he's yeah. actually? Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, because like Kevin knows that you know Santa Claus isn't you know the real Santa's like in number mm. one, 
where he goes to the... Yeah, no, but he thinks that, oh, it's just because you're just helping out. So yeah, he's yeah, still you're like, naivety of... Into Santa, and then he got some crappy little Tic Tacs, which <laughs> makes me laugh because he shakes the bat- bottle, the tub, and there's only three in it, and it's like, you might as well just give him mm, in yeah, the no, box. Exactly, yeah. Um, I don't know. If, yeah, I feel like there's, there's so much will in random head still, but I think... Is there anything else? Have a look. Is there anything else you want to bring up? Because I think there's there's so many good bits on, on all accounts and it's like trying to think like have we covered everything <laughs> oh there's a Spanish version of It's a Wonderful Life yes yes I, yeah that was it yeah I did forget that and obviously when they went to Paris in the first one there was the and then there's like yeah the Spanish version they're, and they're watching in Florida Hotel for some reason like I don't know and it's peeing it down as well in Florida yeah, yeah. Funny. there was one line that I wrote down about the um, bird lady where she says everybody wants to be seen and heard mm-hmm. and obviously with her being like homeless and such it kind of shows like when you've not got anything to show for mm-hmm. you kind of be more reclusive and i think that she does really touch me in this one she's a lot more kind-hearted and you feel for her and you feel like she deserves she has a good ending but i feel like i'd want even better ending knowing that she was all right you know that peace of mind like she was off the streets and everything yeah i know but it's but... it's somewhat realistic in the fact well to an extent because he Kevin gives her the other turtle doves that Duncan said you can t- take anything from the the tree over there, and so like one for a thing and someone that you'll never forget. So it's yeah, it's quite a nice sweet gesture really. Another part where what I've written down was in number two was um, a line from Marv and um, Harry mm-hmm. is like, "Oh, your parents can get you a tombstone for Christmas because they're gonna kill him," <laughs> and that kind of does make me chuckle. Like it gets a bit more sinister and nasty. Whereas before it's like we just want to burgle him, but now it's like we've got a vendetta because they've been in prison for nine mm-hmm. months. Yeah, well, yeah, of course, yeah, it's got to. But I think it's just the the more frustration with it all, really, which I totally understand. <laughs> Getting chop chumped by a little ten or nine year old, whatever you want to <laughs> yeah, think he is. Yeah. Well, I think on that note, we'll go to scores, I suppose. Me. Yeah, you go this time. So I've. I probably feel more touched and more sentiment around number two. Mm-hmm. I really think number two gives you that cosy kind of feeling. It it gives you the, I don't know, the value of Christmas a little bit better than number one does. Mm-hmm. But I'm still going to score them the same. Okay. And it's just a no-brainer. It's a 10 for both the, the, the classics. The ones that you put on every year, I'd put one and two. I'd, it depends on how I feel, depends on which one I prefer. If I'm wanting that cosy Christmas vibe of being kind of more sentimental, I'd probably say number two. Whereas if I'm wanting just like a cosy Christmas laugh, it'd be more number number one, just because it's more crammed in and more naive. Whereas I think number two is a little bit more sinister and a bit more edgy in a sense. Mm. But overall, I feel like I love both. I've grown up with both. I, I feel like if I have a child, I'd let them grow up with, with this. Mm-hmm. It wouldn't be all one is better than the other, which I know mm. you're looking at me like, mm, you already have it. I know your favourite anyway, so mm-hmm. you already have one. But mm-hmm. I think solid 10 out of 10 for both. Mm-hmm. And I hope that you're not going to score number one too lowly. Oh, no, no, not really. No. I would, I can't, I don't think I can give it top marks. Like, as good as they are, don't get me wrong, they're, they're the fantastic things and they generally are things that we watch every... It needs every to be a high year. score because normally you oh, yeah, score no, Christmas yeah. low. Yeah, yeah, No, So we had six yeah. last week, so... No, no, don't, don't worry, don't that. worry, don't worry. Yeah, so I'm going to put... I was thinking, like, oh, 
I think they're both the same, but... I know you prefer two. Yeah. So, okay. So, I'm going to go nine for Home Alone 1 and 9.5. Oh, come on. (laughs) I thought we were going to get a 10 out of you then. (sighs) For Home Alone 2. Okay, fair play, yeah. fair play. Yeah, because for for holiday films they are they are fantastic, and yeah, admittedly we do watch them every year without fail. It's like you, it's been like a thing now. It's like we put one on, and then ultimately we end at some point putting up on two, even if it's like to do like a double bill type of thing, mm-hmm. all that kind of stuff. But for I've got to score it a little bit higher for two because I know I came late to it, but maybe that's why I kind of like appreciate. More um, the sort of like, say darker tone and just mm. the, the the more the comedic effects that it offers with not just obviously all the pranks and things that they have with the the bandits at the the end yeah. of it, which has a lot more going for it, and it just feels like a big Looney Tunes cartoon. Also, like what happens at the hotel with Tim Curry's the concierge and all that kind of stuff, and the, the way he tricks them with the tape and like. That I love you and all that kind of stuff, <laughs> yeah. and all that kind of humorous stuff. It just so because that ha- offers more of that in, in that than it does than the first one. I think it's that's why it's a bit higher. But I don't know what would make it a, a ten. But I think it's just. I hope you just sort of like happy with the, the no, fact no. of rating yep. it that high. But because uh, maybe because I haven't grown up with them as such. Really, yeah, I think there's, there's I think that, that's but, probably it, and also. I love number two a little bit more just because I remember introducing you t- to, it. to it. Yeah. So number two reminds me more of, mm-hmm. of you, I mm-hmm. guess. And but you, but you put them fairly on equal plane. Yeah. yeah. The only reason why I'd probably score it a little bit higher at number two would be for more your yeah. value. Yeah, 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 sure. Than actually mm-hmm. me watching both and maybe the bird lady. Mm-hmm. But then it depends on what I'm going for. No, I get you. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. It's, they, yeah, they, they both have the merits and obviously they do have the low points as well, like, you know, I mean, tip two is obviously not perfect in some of the implausibilities of stuff, but I'd, I kind of gloss over that a little bit. It just more the atmosphere of the scene, like New York and mm. stuff, so it looks it's pretty amazing, as opposed to the, the sort of like Christmas period. Oh, be fantastic. Yeah. Right, well, hope you enjoyed listening to our thoughts and hope you sort of maybe agree with what we think of them, I don't know. I think you should just all now go watch Home Alone after we've told you all about it and you're really excited to just put it back on and think, oh yeah, Sophie and Paul are so right, it's It's a classic. And maybe give number two another chance? Or if you actually watch it if you haven't, yeah. But yeah, do reach out to us and let us know what you think. But thank you very much for listening to our episode and if you would like to listen to some of our other episodes, you can do so by going to Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Podbean, and wherever else you get podcasts from. And also be sure to leave us a five-star review on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Podchaser, and wherever else they do the scoring system. And if you want to follow us for more Christmas cheer, then why the hell not? So if you do want to look at some Christmassy stuff, if we actually are good at posting it this year, then you can follow us on social media. TikTok, Twitter... Threads, Instagram, all those jazz. Then you can follow us under the handle SP underscore film viewers, all the same handle for each social media. And you can give us a like, follow, subscribe, and leave us some Christmas messages. Mm-hmm. 
And now we move on to the Patreons. So next week is our Patreon Christmas pick. So sadly, if you want to be a Patreon, you're going to miss that one, but you can start in the new year. So what you do is you get to pick a film, which Paul kind of picks two films. You get to vote and pick a film from once a month and you get a shout out every single episode. And it's only the little small amount of £1 or $1.50 a month. So it's not even like it's, you know, £1 a week. It's like literally a month. So that's like 25p a week. That's right. And we're going to shout out our members of the Patreon family thus far. Kidoki. So we've got Alex, who will... Wedding bells are literally here. Yeah. So they'll literally, when this airs, they'll be getting married. The, that weekend. That Saturday. Yeah. 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 So if you want to support and give them all wish and love and good luck for the wedding day, then please do. So Alex is on Instagram under the handle desperately seeking username. And Shani is also on Instagram under SDOG. Yay, you did it right. <laughs> it's a wedding gift for him. Yeah, <laughs> it right. Been practising. We've also got our friend Jones, who is under the handle at Weight Loss Jonesy on Instagram. And his partner, Emma, who is under the handle M underscore Hayton on Instagram. We've then got my wonderful mum. And we've also got your close friend, Gren, who is on Instagram under Gren underscore draw. And last but not least, we've got our podcast friends, who are Nico from The Good, The Bad, The Weird podcast, Mark from 100 Things We Learned from Film, and Ben and Fiona nod to the episode you did with them from film floggers yeah very good podcasts and still it was still good to listen back to that episode and <laughs> even though it was wasn't ben but i it's it funny the fact that you're doing that oh is the mic set up and it's like <laughs> the levels are right and all that kind of stuff it's like oh yeah kind of miss like hearing that kind of like st- stuff from... well me and fiona are not like you and ben that's probably mm. you don't get that mm endearment from me when me and Fiona aren't there hmm. to be fair you know and his quirkiness is the way we get so excited and passionate about something mm-hmm. and you're like yeah it's a film it will good yeah. <laughs> yeah so that's a wrap I'm getting a bit sad because these are going really quickly we're already halfway there and it's going to be soon Christmas yep we've got good things lined up for these couple of episodes coming in retrospective at the end of the year as well that's what I'm looking forward to as well. Try and remember what we've watched and what's actually stayed in my brain. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> so be on the lookout for that in the future. Thank you very much for listening once again, and we will speak to you next time. Speak to you next time. Bye now. Bye. 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 Bye.